The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. You're with Joe Hoff on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. TNT. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. This is Joe Hoff at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time in the United States, and happy Groundhog's Day. I don't know if you ever saw the movie uh, Groundhog's Day. If you ever do, I think it's Groundhog Day. If you ever do, uh, or if you haven't, I highly recommend it. One of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. It's old, but it's still great. I actually said to my wife this morning, hey, let's watch this uh, movie again tonight. It's just so good. Bill Murray uh, stars in it, former Saturday Night Live, uh, you know, genius, one of the... uh, one of those great uh, individuals working with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and and uh, others uh, years ago that really were funny people, very funny, some of the stuff they had. And uh, at least uh, for me growing up, it was like this this show was something we'd always want to watch Saturday Night Live. Now I haven't watched it in years. I just haven't seen it as funny at all. It's turned political and that's you know just really political, real, real, uh, I don't know dangerous disgusting i don't want i don't want that. i just want to enjoy a show and laugh a little bit that's what you can do with the groundhog day go and watch it it's about a satani phil the groundhog and the ceremony that occurs every year in on this day on groundhog day in the united states in in puxatani uh pennsylvania uh, where they pull the groundhog out of the hat or wherever he's at and based on whether he sees his shadow or not which they somehow make up uh, they end up saying we will have either two or three more weeks of winter or we will have an early spring kind of a crazy tradition funny story and the movie was just genius just so funny and there's a real there's a there's a lesson in the in the movie as well the lesson is i'll just tell you enjoy the now enjoy your life and just know that this is where happiness lies happiness lies in the moment and so just be happy enjoy your life accept those things that uh, uh, you need to and um, and revel in the joys that this life gives you so that's uh, uh, that's the message from Groundhog Day and happy Groundhog Day to you uh, from around the world whether you be in Australia or the U.S. or wherever you might be uh, thank you for listening and happy Groundhog Day. I guess we'll find out later whether Satani uh, Phil, I don't know if I'm even saying that right. It's an Indian name, clearly. Uh, whether he sees his shadow or not, we'll find out later today. So uh, thanks uh, thanks again for listening. We'll we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, Bill Murray's also in the great movie, uh, what was it, uh, with all seen greats and uh, so funny. Just a funny guy. Everything he was in was great everything brilliant guy so anyways um lots in the news lots going on we're seeing um yeah all sorts of stuff overseas and at home and uh and very concerning a piece uh this morning at joehoff.com where i write about how general flynn's come out with the message basically we need to stop we need to stop playing around with and and really working with regimes like iran and he says in his piece we we know that iran basically has a nuclear weapon or has got it close he says it's been the obama gang that's been helping them build the bomb which is just hard to believe but not he says um 
he goes on and talks about that and says we need to stop you know we need to stop you know helping these nasty regimes that have that are killing us and uh just recently we've had three or four people die in three people i believe it was three people die in in jordan at really a classified location three Americans, and they were killed by individuals they believe are connected to Iran. Now, the U.S. government's coming out and saying, oh, no, these guys aren't connected to Iran. So it sounds, it looks like they're trying to cover up for Iran. We know Iran is behind Hamas, right? Iran is behind Hezbollah. These, and, and has given, you know, millions, if not billions to the, to those uh, terrorists in those, in those regimes that are just really, uh, they just really want to destroy Israel. So a lot of uh, propaganda around all that, all the October 7th and all that. It's been really a horrible uh, moment in world history. I think the thing, though, and I was talking to somebody the other day on, on, on a show about how the thing that that really taught us and scared us was that this is what's happening in the U.S. We have opened the door. We haven't. Joe Biden has. And we've st stood back and said, hey, is anybody going to stop this? You know, hey, uh, you know, I'm in Florida, but I don't think that's really good to allow all these people to just cross the border into the U.S. And there's some people reporting that, you know, in the middle of the night, that's when the real bad people cross the border and they're getting helped by the cartels. Cartels are also bringing in all sorts of fentanyl which is killing Americans. Uh, the, one statistic I heard is more people died last year uh, through fentanyl deaths than uh, died the entire Vietnam War. So it's real deadly. It's being funded by China, we believe. And uh, there's even, uh, according to Michael Yan, they have facilities just south of the border that they're making, manufacturing fentanyl the Chinese, and they're sending it through cartels into the U.S. There's money involved, and Americans are dying. And you, I wonder if you, too, like me, know somebody close, know somebody whose who's son or daughter or father or mother uh, has uh, died from a fentanyl overdose, because it looks like what's going on is in that fentanyl they're putting in poison, and Americans are dying. It's just horrible, and and it seems real logical why we'd want to protect the border just to prevent those deaths. So Biden administration helping Iran and helping China by leaving this door wide open. And uh, but what about the American people? What about protecting the American people? That doesn't seem to be part of the Biden agenda we're seeing millions of people cross that border michael yan on monday shared about that he's been down there he's been down in panama he's seen how people come up through Pan panama which now is seems appears to be ran by china and there's all these uh, facilities down there these nonprofits that are being paid for by the united states including like the clinton foundation <laughs> that are down there that are helping aid and 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 help these people to get to the united states to the border where they're where they're passed right on through we don't vet these people we're seeing at american airports how there's facilities to hide these illegals they're being housed they're being bedded they're they're allowed to i think that's the proper word they're allowed to uh sleep there at night uh, we saw ben burkwam i believe it was last week and only where he's in chicago's o'hare airport one of the at one point the busiest air, air airport in the, in the world maybe still is where a whole wing has been carved out and set aside for illegals sleeping quarters for illegals they've got a the curtained off a partition where there's you can see behind the curtains that there's people laying in there 
sleeping. These are illegal aliens. And and like Berkman says, Americans are stuck out in the cold. They don't feel safe in here. Uh, he interviewed one guy who showed a picture of himself with a gun. This guy said he worked uh, with the, uh, or previously was part of the Venezuelan army. So these are the kind of people coming in. We've been fearful of this. Are we bringing in an army? Is this uh, uh, more than a Trojan horse, more than just a few? Is this what's going on? Why is Biden doing this? And um, is this to help America? It sure doesn't seem like it. Will we make it to a Trump presidency where he can clean this up and get these people out of this country? Uh, because... If not, we've got a we've got a real mess on our hands. A great example came out yesterday in New York. You can see pictures of these young lads that have uh, been arrested for beating up a cop. Apparently, eight of these guys—they're all illegals—and they got let go. No, no bail, no nothing. Uh, they walk out of the court and they're flipping the bird on everybody. They're just flipping the bird on people. One guy hides his face. I wonder why. I wonder what's behind that. Is there some other prior arrests related to this one guy? It's like, what's going on? This this what we're, we're giving money to Iran, we're helping illegals, we're funding illegals, and and we're uh, not protecting Americans. As a matter of fact, a policeman gets beat up, and we're not there to support him. So you know what's going on? Uh, the U.S. policy is bizarre. We've got uh, more effort to go after you, uh, Russia and Ukraine. The same country that they set up and lied about with the Trump-Russia collusion, the whole thing was a lie. Who was behind that? Was it just the U.S.? Were the Brits involved? Sure looked like it from early reporting. We've talked about this before. The Brits uh, were the ones that were, were tied to most all of this. We saw... Uh, Steele, for example, the Steele dossier, he was an MI6 officer over in Britain. We had other individuals. General Flynn was set up in the in the UK. So was George Papadopoulos. So was uh so were others, Michael Flynn and uh oh Carter Page. Other you know, all set up. What's going on? What's going on? Who was setting these people up? Uh and 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 uh who really was behind it? We never did get to the bottom of all that. We did know, though, that this thing was all a sham. It was it was made up at the risk of damaging U.S. foreign policy with Russia, let alone the risk of starting a war. Now, uh, as soon as uh, Biden comes in, Putin sees the major weakness, invades Ukraine, and um, and Biden's trying to stop it. I've heard people say some experts about what's going on over there excuse me they say that um the reason uh what's really going on is it's the us and and the west versus russia and perhaps uh, uh perhaps china as well who's back in russia according to some of these people and um and it's and it's a mess and it's a mess and people are dying and thought by the thousands tens of thousands over there both russian and ukrainian soldiers and and what's really going on why is this continuing it's like the uk we've talked about this on the show we had mel Kay on yesterday who was just brilliant on foreign affairs on this world economic forum and these entities that are above our government that are basically trying to if not already running our government We've got uh, the like World Economic Forum, China, all these various entities that uh, Mel Kay's so well versed on. These people that appear to think that they're above the law, they they can uh, bastardize U.S. laws, go after the President Trump. They've been doing this since he decided to run for office. They uh, they attacked him before the 2016 election. They attacked him 
after he was nominated. During that period of time, they set up an absolutely, they went forward with their coup. There was a famous meeting on January 6th of 2020, uh, 2017 in the Obama White House where Joe Biden and Jim Comey and Barack Obama and others were there to, uh, with, with the sole purpose we know now, uh, to move forward with this Russia collusion sham, this lie. So these are the people that are running our country. They, this was criminal. This is a criminal act. They brought in others who were behind this whole operation of trying to get Trump, bastardizing our laws. Trump did nothing wrong. So what they do is they try to uh, they try to get you on some technicality. This is this is their standard procedure, standard operating procedure. Well, you're innocent, so we're going to have to make it so miserable for you that we can try to find uh, some sort of uh, bogus uh, action uh, and claim that that was, uh, or not maybe legitimate action and claim that there's something wrong with that because they didn't have a case. There was no Russia collusion. The whole thing was a sham. It was like Roger Stone being told that, hey, he's uh, being arrested by 20-some FBI agents at his home, like he says, more more agents than arrested El Chapo. Roger Stone, who's never been arrested before in his life, down in Florida, they surround his place, maybe even had a helicopter and boats in the water near him. And uh, with the, why? This old, you know, he's like 70. What do you think he's going to run away? And uh, for what? He did nothing wrong. They're saying he lied in congress by the way cnn was there how did they get tipped off on it that's illegal there was a document that tied to cnn's uh memo that went out that uh, had andrew weissman's name somehow embedded into it so what was really going on there andrew weissman of course is this attorney in the doj that worked with mueller in the enron case and then later mueller in the russia collusion case basically ran the russia collusion uh, mueller seemed too insane and old to do anything so what's going on? What this is this is America today, Joe Biden and Barack Obama's America. It's destroy America and destroy good Americans and and help Iran and bring in illegals uh connected to China and uh and bring in fentanyl, kill Americans and target Americans like they've done with all these people on January 6th who rightly were at the Capitol saying, "Hey, there's something wrong with this election. It shouldn't have been certified." I'll tell you from a professional auditing perspective, it never should have been certified. These people were right. And today, some of them are in jail for just protesting. That is not America. That's the destruction of America. So we have an incredible guest that's going to be joining us next, Tara Reed, And she's got a heck of a story. She's, uh, uh, of course, the accuser of Joe Biden uh, having raped her when she was a an intern of some sort or had a position with Joe Biden years ago. Uh, she's got some breaking news for us. So we're we're going to bring that up here shortly, right after this. TNT's Jeremy Nell. Nice comment here from Rebecca. She says, the youngest people um, I work with are a bit more mature, but their interactions with the public is stifled. And she's referring to the excessive use of cell phones and social media and how it's making them so antisocial also. The business is open six days a week. One of his staff members formally requested that they shouldn't, you know, that they could they be given permission not to have to work on Wednesdays so that they could help at the dog shelter. Now, as you know, I'm a dog lover. I have hunting dogs. I've got dogs coming out of my ears, my Malinois, 
And this dog, this Malinois, is bright even by Malinois standards. She can do crossword puzzles. Is lying under my desk at the moment, feeling sorry for herself because she's just come on heat for the first time and she's completely bewildered. She doesn't know why she's bleeding to death. It's not about whether it's a good or a bad thing to work at animal shelters. That's a delightful thing. It's a noble thing to do. But who in their right minds goes to their boss and says, would you mind? I'd rather not work on Wednesdays if it's okay because I've got other priorities in a, in a town down the road. Jeremy now on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. One reason people tune in to TNT Radio is often because they're loyal to a specific show or personality. Our personalities have been a part of people's daily routine and people continue to tune in. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Caution. You are about to to hear today's news talk and the voice of freedom. That's what this country is all about. TNT Radio. And we're back. This is Joe Hoft on The Joe Hoft Show, and I'm pleased and honored to introduce our next guest from Russia uh, right now, uh, today, Tara Reed. Tara, welcome to The Joe Hoff Show. Great. It's nice to be here. Um, it's pronounced Tarat's Irish pronunciation, just so you know. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I'm in Moscow, Russia, um, under political asylum at this time. So it was a, a surprise, but <laughs> here I am. Wow. Yeah, you never could have you could have written this script uh, forty years ago. I'm sure you know, like this is where I'm going to be. I, I, you know, I feel the same way sometimes. So, tell us a bit about your history for those that uh, know don't know you or who you are. Why don't, why don't you we start off there and then we'll lead up to what's going on today because it sounds like there's a quite a bit going on. So. Okay. How about that? Um, I'm a former Senate aide. I worked for um, Senate, then Senator Joe Biden, and I also worked for Leon Panetta, Homeland Security, um, and I also was a domestic violence advocate, and um, I worked in political campaigns. I was a Democrat um, operative pretty much during all that time in the 90s, and then in 1993, I, while working for Joe Biden, um, he sexually harassed and sexually assaulted me. I filed a complaint with the U.S. Senate and um, was immediately fired and threatened by Biden. And then I came forward again um, in 2019 when seven other women came forward about Biden. And I thought I had the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement behind me. And um, I thought it would be safe with that to come forward. And I was very wrong and I was very um, attacked. And then from there, um, Joe Biden used his campaign resources. And then once he had the presidency, he used the full powers and resources of the FBI and DOJ to go after me. I was, my life was threatened. I was threatened with prison twice. One case is still sealed in Northern California. I don't know what it is, but they took all my communications um, under sealed warrants. Um, I got a hold of those warrants and that was publicized. Um, Twitter, emails, you name it phone, everything. I was surveilled illegally. So um, then when I was about to testify before Congress, I was invited by Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. They were going to address the weaponization of the DOJ. And um, right before I went to do that, I came to Moscow, Russia, 
because I have a book called Left Out When the Truth Doesn't Fit In about everything that's happened. It's getting translated in Russian. I was only here supposedly for seven days. And then I had to stay because I was told by former uh, intelligence and by Matt Gates himself that I was at risk. And so I made the decision to stay and ask for political asylum, which the Russian Federation granted me. Um, if I had gone home, I could have been put in jail. Matt Gates made it clear he was worried about my personal safety. Um, so my life was threatened. So I decided to stay. I had to leave behind my family, my friends, everything I knew, my pets, my horse, everything. And, um, you know, I'm here and, and I'm very grateful to the Russian Federation. But at the same time, I'm, you know, because I'm under asylum, I can't leave the borders. Um, I definitely don't feel like I come from America, the land of the free, right? Um, it's definitely not free anymore. So my attorney filed a tort claim. First a complaint, there was no answer, then a tort claim to open up my FBI files, to open up that legal case against me that was supposedly um, accusing me of espionage or whatever, and to have you know this operation, which he calls in the complaint, Operation Cassandra, have it revealed. Um, what, how the FBI was surveilling to me, how, you know, what the DOJ was doing. And the DOJ is like the umbrella and the FBI's are like, the, is like the operator. So they violated, what the lawyer found is they violated my first amendment, my freedom of speech, my fourth amendment rights, right to privacy. And then of course, FISA and FISA is the hearing that American government uses to you to surveil American citizens or international um, without warrants. And so basically what they were surveilling me for was to protect Joe Biden. So we are calling them out for protecting and trying to cover up a crime. And by the way, my assault with Joe Biden in 1993 happened during work at, at Capitol grounds by Joe Biden. And so this crime happened literally at the Capitol. So I don't understand how the FBI and DOJ find justification in covering up so much of Joe Biden's crimes, but they do. Now there are whistleblowers coming forward from the FBI and hopefully some will whistleblow about my case and talk about it. I don't know, but this tort claim just got filed and they have six months to answer and I've sued for $10 million in damages. When you're suing uh, DOJ and FBI or exactly which entities? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's just terrible hearing uh, this, this whole, you know, your whole case, your story, what you've had to go through. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's infuriating as well. And then here we've sat back and we've seen all these uh, initiatives and this propaganda about the Me Too movement. And we need to stop this, uh, accusing President Trump of all sorts of stuff. And uh, and then when we have somebody who stands up and says, hey, hey, this guy here that's running for president, he abused me as well. And when you do that, crickets, nobody's there for you. The same movement nope. doesn't seem to really give a damn. And uh, that's well, what's and, so And infuriating. let me point out something. Roberta Kaplan, who represented E. Jean Carroll just now, where she got $83 million, Roberta Kaplan had to step down from Time's Up because she got caught smearing the Cuomo survivors and smearing me. She got caught in misconduct. So isn't it interesting that she wasn't disbarred, that she wasn't called out or sued, you know, because of Time's Up, they got millions of dollars in donations 
And she basically misused their money running a catch and kill operation to protect elite Democrats. What, what you have right now going on in the United States is a mafia state. And it's with this elite predator class and they are carrying out um, an agenda, you know, and this agenda includes the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization. It's got, it's like an octopus with branches all over and it's affecting all of our lives. My case is small compared to the damage that's being done by these, this elite predator class that has got a stranglehold on media and, and, you know, what's going on. I, you know, I, like everyone else, when I would hear these things would take it with a grain of salt and think, well, maybe this is a conspiracy, maybe this, but I've lived it now. I've lived it. It's not, this is how it is. I'm just a regular citizen. And for them to use millions of dollars of resources to go after me the way they did. I mean, I can't imagine what they do to even higher profile people like say Tucker Carlson, who was fired from Fox, right. Um, for speaking out, but, but this is, you know, their, their agenda is to silence, suppress the truth and to control the masses. Absolutely. And it's happening all the time. I'm, I'm in a lawsuit right now, me, uh, my twin brother, Jim, and the Gateway Pundit, uh, with a massive army of attorneys and money behind them uh, suing us for our reporting, uh, legitimate reporting on uh, the 2020 election and some of the events that occurred afterwards, specifically in Georgia. So this is what's going on. This is their technique. Everybody, anybody and everybody who goes out and shares the truth, man, you're a target. And that's what, the, you know, this is not America. I thought this isn't, you know, I woke up the, a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, and I thought, God, everybody I know to me that's a good person that stood up and said, hey, wait a minute. General Flynn, President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, the list goes on and on. You, me, all these people that stand up and say, hey, this ain't right. This is wrong. Just look, look right here. It's easy to see. Trust any of us to say to the American people, trust your senses, trust what you're seeing. We get attacked because they don't want the American people to trust themselves. They want to smear us all. But to continue this nasty agenda, like you've said, with the uh, with the media, social media, with whatever it is to attack us, the courts now. General Flynn was on the show uh, within the past week or so where he said exactly that. They went from smashing us uh, with propaganda and lies through the media, et cetera, to now they've taken it to lawfare. And that's where okay. they're at. And they're after us that way now. And so... Yeah, but it's you know like what? Fascism on steroids. I'm, I'm safe in, yeah. in Moscow, Russia, and I'm saying, let's go. Let's let's put the gloves on. I'll take, I'm gonna take mm-hmm. the FBI and DOJ to court. Would I feel safe doing that in the United States? I don't know, probably not. Um, but I would hope people can stand up and do that. We're supposed to be able to stand up and question and and if our rights are violated, make reports and make complaints. Just like in 1993, when I went to the U.S. Senate and said a U.S. senator did this and filed a complaint. And you know what happened to that complaint? That complaint is sealed in the University of Delaware and Joe Biden will not release it. Oh, my. I didn't realize that's where it landed. You know, I, oh, yeah. I can we jump? Yeah, let's jump back one minute, too, to what you just said about this judge Kaplan, or the, the uh, prosecutor Kaplan, right? The attorney right. for Eugene Carroll. Kaplan was Eugene Carroll's lawyer, yeah. 
Right. So I found out uh, just this past week that she uh, also is a protege of Judge Kaplan, the guy who's who oversaw the case. This guy's a, to me a sleazebag. He's a Clinton appointee, and he also um, has well, he had ties to to the attorney Kaplan, who was the prosecuting attorney. She was his protege in the past. Clear violation, clear conflict of interest, and yet they went through the, with this whole case. And 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 sham against Trump by this lady, E. Jean Carroll, who I don't I don't believe her. I don't believe her. She can't tell me the day, month, or year when this thing happened. And how do you defend yourself when somebody's accusing you of rape and they can't even say the day? You know? Uh, let me it, let me point a, something you know, out. It's I, so I don't really challenging. I don't ever really talk about other women's claims because I'm not an investigator, but I did do this, and I don't know if you saw it, but um E. Jean Carroll reached out to me in 2021 and sent me private messages. And she acted like she was supportive of me. And then three days ago, she said on a television show that she was going to give Joe Biden's campaign money and she supported Joe Biden. So I released those to a reporter. It was, of course, uh, um, a more conservative outlet that went ahead and published it. But they published the DMs and, and I called her out publicly and it went viral. But my point was not to talk about the veracity of her claim. That's not my business. My point was to talk about the fact she was lying in those DMs. She lied. And, and mm -hmm. that was needed to be called out. It was inappropriate. And um, she also basically implied that she didn't, that she was pushing Dr. Ford, who came out against Kavanaugh, to protect Roe versus Wade. So in other words, she didn't really believe her. She was she was political. So she admitted she was a political tool and she is financed by Reed Hoffman, who's linked to Epstein Island. Reed Hoffman was the yeah. founder of LinkedIn. He's a multi-billionaire and he funded E. Jean's Carroll's all of her legal fees. Yeah, I, I, unbelievable. But she lied about that too. In one of the first cases, I believe she said, no, I'm, I'm not getting any funding. And it turns out no Reed Hoffman's right there. But this Judge Kaplan, what was it that you were saying specifically about her? Did she Was she connected to some other groups in the past? Time's up. They're not judge, uh, the prosecutor, prosecuting, yeah, prosecutor Kaplan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I no, I'm talking about Roberta Kaplan, who works with E. Jean Carroll. She was very heavily involved with Time's Up and its foundation and its founding. And she had to leave in disgrace just two years ago. If you look up a New York Times article, you'll see her listed. They got caught talking about ways they would smear Cuomo victims and me. In fact, the exact quote was, um, look at... Uh, Look at Joe Biden with Chara Reed. We can smear the victim now on the record. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just These amazing. Are and now evil. they're evil. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just flipped on the other foot. Then she's all of a sudden representing this E. Jean Carroll, which is the opposite. To yeah. me, uh, I don't see how, how anybody in their right mind can move forward with that case. No judge in their right mind would say there's enough information here uh, to consider this a legitimate case. It's And what that does is it damages all the women that have rightly stood up to say, hey, something happened to me. I was sexually abused and, and this wasn't right. But then mm -hmm. you get people that jump in and and you know, bastardize all that, confuse it. And it, it just, it just hurts the entire cause, I think. And uh, well, not just that, know. but like, look at, look at the seven women that came forward. One of them was Lucy Flores. She's actually the reason why I stepped forward because I saw her getting smeared in the media and she was a politician and Joe Biden was supposed to be her mentor and was really creepy towards her. And she basically told the truth about what happened and it was on camera, right? 
Where is she now? Her career got destroyed. She got smeared in the press and destroyed. She was a young and upcoming Democratic politician. So the Democrats eat their own. I mean, they they just cannibalize. Um, and that's who they are. You know, um, if if they don't, if if, if their par- people and their party don't toe the line and follow the narrative in and deviate in any way. And in this case, she was calling out Joe Biden. And as Joe Biden said on his hot mic, remember, he said, nobody fucks with a Biden. That's mafia talk. So what you're looking yeah. at is the United States is literally being run almost like a mafia state. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think, you know, all the corruptions coming out about China and Ukraine and Joe Biden's personal enrichment from that. Um, you know, and it's yeah. just proof. It's just more proof to the pudding of, of how corrupt the United States has become. Amen. I couldn't agree more. And um, I, I start calling him the Biden crime family. I mean, and and actually Rudy Giuliani, I saw him saying this maybe a couple of years ago. I remember I remember before the 2020 election, he's saying, hey, I've looked at the Bidens here. They are more corrupt than the Clintons. And I'm like, no way. And now I'm starting to say, my God, he had something there. He knows. He knows what's been going on. He had the information in Ukraine, et cetera. And uh, and um, and the media, you know, they've gone after Rudy. They're crucifying him, a good man who's done great work over the years for the people of New York and this country. I, I find it appalling. I think he's one of the greatest. Yeah, they really dragged his reputation. They really did. Oh my god! And so you know, he's at a place in his life where he how do how do you even come back from that? Like you know, he's an older yeah. person. He's retired from from the jobs that he did earlier on. I mean, it's it's tough. And um, in my case, I'm I'm fighting because I, I'm fighting for my own reputation. And it, but it happened on, on like a smaller, like a microcosm, right? Like Trump and Giuliani is like a macrocosm of how much damage they try to do. But the playbook is the same. They go at you the same way every time, whether it be a country or a person. They villainize, ostracize, attack. Do you use law fair? Use you know, nefarious means, and even there's cases where people are dead that tried to whistleblow, yeah. right? And we know that. Mm. The DNC worker. Yeah. So. Uh, right, Seth Rich. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Seth Rich. Yeah. I believe and that. I believe knows that. how sketchy that was. And, there's, and, and they just silence that story and they make it sound like a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. Well, I lived in D.C. and I'm telling you, these people have so much power and so much on the line. They will do anything to hold on to it. Anything. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Donna Brazil in her book had a recognition of Seth Rich in the beginning. She also talked about it after his death, how she would close her blinds at night. So there was uh, some real fear from her yes. over what's going on, indicating <laughs> that uh, she knew a little more than, uh, than she had let on about. She was working at the DNC at that same time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what, you know, and then they twist it and they turn it and they say Trump is connected to Russia. And that's how these emails got they got hacked by russia the dnc mm-hmm. and stolen and given to wikileaks and they used that for like two or three years and the whole thing was a lie we knew it was it was it was of course it was fantasy. a lie because they it had was to nothing. cover up the war crimes that wikileaks you know julian assange gave up his freedom so did edward snowden and julian assange might lose his life because of what happened and he should be freed and i know they're talking Amen. next month about extraditing him but he exposed the war crimes. He exposed what the CIA, what the five eyes were doing. And that embarrassed them. And so, you, you know, when you embarrass the empire, you pay. Right. 
and that and that's mm. and they come after you um in every possible way that they can and they did that to me as well and i chose to fight back i think they thought i'd quiet up i think they thought i would back down and i think it surprised them when i went to russia um and stayed in russia and didn't come back and made a big deal about it um they didn't expect that although it did get one thing done for them i didn't get to testify before congress um and and that was a difficult choice for me part of me wanted to risk it but i knew the minute i got off that plane i would either be taken into custody or i would be met with an accident and you know i'm not that well known i would have been maybe talked about for a day or two less than seth rich for sure and it, i would have been forgotten and it would be considered a conspiracy theory to bring me up right so I, I I know this because I know, and it's like what Matt Gates said. He said, Tara, I know how these people operate. Your personal safety is at risk. He's right. It's really so frightening. It's so frightening. What do you think about all this uh, talk about the Bidens and Ukraine and and the law, money laundering and and all that? I've got my own opinion. I've studied this quite a bit. What do you think about all that? It started way back before 2014. First, second. Biden's been engaging in illegal corrupt activities for a long time. But when you have 25 shell companies, you don't have them because you're being transparent. You have them because you're moving money around and you're hiding it. And um, so, you know, the, he he's accepted full on bribes outright. And I think he got sloppy. And I think that's what's going to come out if it can in these congressional hearings. If enough people want him out of office, there will be a floodgate of, of really what he's done. Um, because, you know, they got sloppy with some of their bank transfers and their emails and their conversations and the recordings. But, you know, he got so arrogant that when he fired that um, attorney that was investigating him in Ukraine on, te on public television, you have the video clip all the time. That's a crime. That is a crime. If a Republican had done that, he would be in jail. And so yeah. you, you look at Ray's FBI and Christopher Ray is one of the bad actors in this. You know, he is running um, again. He's running it like a mob organization to go after political opponents like with a hit job. So is he pocketing money, some of this laundered money? I don't know. But there's lots of ways they can launder it, not just directly by, you know, sending it over and then moving it around. They can um, sell weapons on the black market. They can make deals with other countries and, and kind of launder it through that way. So there's lots of creative ways that I'm sure they found to get that money back to, as they call him, the big guy. And, you know, yeah. Joe Biden always thought he was above the law. And he acted like that when I worked for him in the Senate. And I knew, I knew um, when I made him mad and when I rejected him that day that my career was over. And I was right. He, you know, mm. he had a vengeance. Like, there are other people in Congress, they got caught with their slush fund or whatever. They would pay off women or whatever. In my case, Joe Biden is the kind of person where, you know, he doesn't have to pay anyone off. He just threatens them with whatever, ending their careers, their mm. family, their death, whatever. So that's it. Jeez, what, just a dirty, sick, evil old man, which is what I what I think of him today, senile now too. and. Uh, just so disgusting the family i, I came out with uh, some pieces right before the 2020 election i don't know if you knew this on hunter biden i'd gotten access to the uh hunter biden laptop uh the by laptop. an individual yeah 
and and I came out with some of these seedy pictures from the laptop. Had and and um, this family was. It's not just corrupt. It's it's really um, disgusting. Just uh, the some of the stuff Hunter was doing. The people he's hanging around with. And and I I remember seeing Rudy say this on TV. Father would send their child over to negotiate some sort of deal with really some of the biggest mafia characters in the world. Rudy's referring to the Chinese Who would do and, that? and Another others. Mafia figure because yeah. he's it's, equal to them as far as that goes, right? Amen. Amen. It's in any great point by Rudy. It's like this. Yeah. Who would do that to your son? You're telling me, yeah. and, and and especially a son that's got problems with drugs and alcohol. Why would you put he, him in these situations? He's a target then, and he's easy to manipulate, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's just the whole thing is just so sick and corrupt, and it really does land with Joe. And I've heard Rudy say that as well too. You know, we we were focusing on Hunter, but it's all about Joe and the seedy and sick stuff uh, that he's been doing. It's just uh, it's just grotesque. It's just grotesque, right? Um, uh, Tara, let's take a real quick break. And we'll be back right after this, and we'll follow up with some recent events that uh, blow people away. Thanks, thanks so much. We'll be right back on the Joe Hoff Show. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. I really don't understand how this trial between Michael Mann and Mark Stein is continuing, and I don't know if Dr. Mann wanted to put his hockey stick on trial. There are so many holes in his argument. It is hard to believe. I don't even understand how people could have let that out without questioning it. And I've talked about this before. One of the biggest problems I have is he won't let anyone look at his data, at least no one that is skeptical of his data. And that should raise red flags. Now I've talked about this many, many times. You can go and look at what the global temperature does. When it's warm in the eastern and central part of the United States and warm across Europe, usually the global temperature is elevated. Now, when it's cold in those areas, believe it or not, the global temperature is actually colder. The problem with this whole hockey stick and the recreation of temperatures from pine cones is the areas he looks at and draws his ideas from are usually cold when the earth is warm. So he would not be able to detect that. He would not know that because he's not a meteorologist. If he was a meteorologist, would he know it? Of course he'd know it because we talk about this all the time. They're called teleconnections. So if I were in there talking about this, I'd be asking, where is your meteorology background and are you aware of this going on? But in any case, this whole hockey stick idea of temperature recreation looks to be more of a hokey stick to a lot of us out there. And the first red flag is you wouldn't let anyone look at your data. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. From weather and traffic reports to news of political developments. We turn to journalists for the information we need to live our daily lives. Journalists around the world provide the news that is essential for democracy, for personal freedom, and for safety and stability. Yet their ability to report freely and safely is under attack like never before. Too many journalists are paying with their lives. They face exponential risks, and they've already paid a heavy toll. Death threats, 
online harassment and physical attacks are becoming a daily experience of journalists in all countries. We just want people to be safe, to be able to get our readers the information that they need to make informed decisions. They checked my phone and realized that it was Pegasus. I feel myself like I'm naked at the street. These charges were politicized from the start. Facts win. Truth wins. Justice wins. C'est énorme pour moi d'être là, d'être libre. Tout que je m'y attendais pas du tout. Stand with the free press. Stand with journalists whose reporting won't be silenced. Press freedom is your freedom. You're with Joe Hoff on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hey, we're back on the Joe Hoff Show on this beautiful Friday. It's Groundhog Day, by the way, uh, Tara. I'm with the great Tara Reid, who's uh, joining us live from Russia right now. And again, welcome back to the Joe Hoff Show. Does that apply to me and Groundhog's Day, like in Russia? Like what it said that spring's spring's coming two weeks early? Will, will I experience that here in Russia or is it only in America? Oh no, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a great question. We'll have to get to, we'll have to get back to you on that one. Yeah, yeah, I just think of the movie Groundhog Day that was to me one of the funniest movies ever. It was oh, so it funny. Yeah. Bill Murray, I I'm thinking maybe I should go, you know, watch it tonight. It's just yeah. just really funny. And there's a neat lesson to it. I was mentioning earlier in first segment. It's just like enjoy the day, you know, do the best you can and and um you may not get another one of these, not like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. So no, do the best you can. Yeah, it's great. So thanks so much for coming back. We really appreciate it. We're glad you're here. And uh, lots going on in your life, you know, since uh, since heading uh, to Russia, landing in Russia. And now uh, you mentioned um, you've got a court case going on uh, in the United States. Uh, but you also have a, a book coming out. Is that correct? The book is out and you can get it on Amazon. It's called Left Out When the Truth Doesn't Fit In. And you can find it anywhere. Um, it is also coming out in Russia for those international listeners in Russian um, next month. And I added an epilogue. I'm working right now with publishers in the United States. I'm not sure how it's going to go, but to add um, information about how what it was like to come to Russia and get political asylum. And uh, so we'll see if that if that gets um, published on the road, and I'll let you know. And I have a podcast called The Politics of Survival. It's every Friday night at um, 9 p.m. Uh, Moscow, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern, and GMT, European time, that's 6 p.m. So you can find me. It's it's on all the platforms, Rumble, all of that. It has a good following, and uh, I, I try to raise up journalists and other whistleblowers and other people that, that get suppressed. Like tonight is Steve Sweeney, who is a war correspondent, and he was first on the scene for that bombing of a market that happened in Ukraine by Ukrainian forces that happened in Donbass and Ukrainian forces bombed civilians. And um, there were many casualties. And then Steve was shot at and chased by Ukrainian forces. Um, but he's a uh, independent journalist and, but he also does some work for contributing to RT and Steve is very brave, very brave. And uh, you know, he's bringing the truth. There's very few Western journalists bringing us the truth about 
how much the people in Donbass have suffered since 2014, since the United States back to all the way back to 2014. And it's because they were Russian speaking. Was that the, uh, was that their, was that their sin? Yeah. Their own or, government or has been bombing them. And that's what, that's what this conflict's all about is Russia went in and finally protected the people of Donbass. And that's what the military operation was about. And um, to get rid of the Nazis, because you have the Azov battalion and so on mm -hmm. um, that have taken hold of the Kiev regime and America backed it. So these, civilians that were killed at the Sunday market were what they called babushkas or grandmas selling strawberries. There was like 25 and some two children. Um, and they were bombed and there was no military anywhere near it. And then, you know, the journalists covering it were chased down and shot at. It was ridiculous. Um, so anyway, he's on and my show tonight. I, you know, I tried right. to talk about important things. Um, I also have had Steve friend who's an FBI whistleblower on my show and talked about the targeting in the US of, of Catholics by the FBI. So, you know, I try to raise up issues that aren't being talked about, um, like TNT. So, well, TNT fantastic. Well, that's great. That's great. And uh, let me know if you ever would like me on. Uh, I'd be happy to talk. Absolutely. Uh, the persecution as a uh, reporter slash, uh, you know, uh, blogger or whatever you want to call me uh it's been amazing uh -huh. i i actually tara my my story began i started writing for jim at the gateway pundit and then after having some real success over a period of time i'm i'm a full-time corporate executive in hong kong but i'm writing this stuff on the side because i like trump and i liked our country and i want to see it saved again because so i couldn't personally i couldn't stand obama i thought he was destroying this country from what i was mm -hmm. seeing and so it was nice to get a, somebody new and they just went after this guy oh, and yeah. so i uh i just started writing as much as i could for trump and all his successes and then when COVID came down in 2020 i wrote a piece saying very early on uh, that the WHO is not telling the truth, that this thing's not going to kill us all, that the, it, right. based on the numbers that they were sh sharing, they were commingling numbers. I'm an auditor. I'm like, well, at 15 minutes, I could see this. It's it's closer to the flu based on the numbers they're providing than it is to anything else. They're, they're you know, work to come up with that 3.4% mortality was just, was just faulty. And I got, I got hit by Media Matters after hitting that. I was on Alex Jones and and uh, ended up uh, ending a 20-year career with a great corporation, Fortune 500 firm, and coming back to the States as a result. So that was, you know, so they attack you. You share the truth, yeah. especially if you're over target. Because they needed us to, like with that, I look back now, they needed us to be scared and to think that we're all going to die if we don't do exactly. what they say. And uh, this was too early for somebody to come out and say, no, this is all garbage. So I know what you mean with all this massive, uh, you know, these attacks just for really trying to do the right thing. You thought you were doing the right thing. And uh, yeah, and you definitely you get, can't uh, talk about the election. I mean, even if you talk about it on YouTube, it gets taken down. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. of course, Hillary Clinton can talk about it in 2016 and make all kinds of wild accusations and call everyone in the world a Russian agent because she lost yeah. because she didn't go to Wisconsin and she didn't campaign. And that's why she lost. It's not because it was rigged. And certainly Russia had nothing to do with her loss. People didn't like her. And that was the problem. Yeah. And um, and she's a warmonger on top of it. So yeah. I think, you know, I think Americans are starting to see that the Democrats have become the party of war and that the military industrial complex, the intelligence community has basically hijacked the country into this mafia state yeah. that we talked about earlier. 
And, you know, that's why I'm hoping this tort claim that I've made, which is a tort claim that they have to respond to where they will open the files. I can have, you know, any possible criminal thing expunged and dropped because, um, like I said, you know, many of the same violations I experienced, they did to Donald Trump. They did to Rudy Giuliani. They're doing to some Trump supporters. They're doing it also to this group called the Uhuru Group, who is a black African socialist group. They're African-American. They live in the U.S. They have no ties to Russia, but they protested the war in Ukraine, Russia's, I mean, um, America's involvement in the war against Russia via Ukraine. And when they did that, they got called sowing discord. Well, guess what, Joe? Next month, they face 10 years in prison for sowing discord. And they took away their passports. And they had no ties to Russia, no money. This was because of and that because I read the whole legal brief, sowing discord. Well, we're all doing that in some ways, right? If we're speaking out against the narrative. So they're coming yeah. for us right and left, is my point. Oh man. Yeah, it's just stuff that you're just jaw dropping. You just can't believe it. There's so much now going on, I think. You know, in the past, maybe five, 10 years ago, you could somewhat keep up because it wasn't like happening all the time everywhere. But now it just seems like it's just happening. Uh, uh, you know, across the well around the world, and to so many people, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What uh, What do you think of this uh, war in Ukraine? I know you've been uh, you've shared some. Well, thoughts yeah, on I've that. been very outspoken. It's it's a proxy war. The U.S. is fighting against Russia via Ukraine, um, and they set it up in 2014 with Victoria Newland bringing her cookies and doing the, um, you know, and that that got caught on tape by Assange by the WikiLeaks reveal the coup right proof proof pudding that yes, they were doing a coup. Um, they're backing Nazis. There are Nazis in Ukraine and um, the Azov battalion is like one example, but um, we've spent, you know, now billions of dollars and then let our American infrastructure fall apart. So I've been very outspoken about it. And in fact, in 2019, I said, if Joe Biden was elected president, he would take us to a war with Russia. And he did. Um, the people around him, like Blinken, Newland, um, all of them, some of them are former Obama staff that are back, back behind the scenes that you don't see in the media, have been moving towards this agenda to get us to World War III for a while. And so now we're amping up towards Iran, China, and Russia. So they're trying to open up a three-front war, which America cannot fight. And they're doing trying to, yeah. trying to get NATO on board. And unfortunately, Great Britain is like their little lapdog. And, uh, yeah. you know, who's suffering the most right now is Europe. Um, Europe is falling into disarray and America is right behind it. Um, you know, yeah. and unfortunately, Australia has been a bit of a lapdog as well. And, you know, they're starting to really feel the burn of the U.S. And, you know, especially because now with the tensions with China, that will directly impact Australia. So, yeah, you have this multi front movement um, by the military mm -hmm. industrial complex that just, you know, authorized a trillion dollars for the defense budget, much of which they don't account for. They flunked right. um, their auditing, and you know this as a numbers person, seven times. Mm. Now, if yeah. you had a client There's... that flunked seven times, what would you say to them? No, you'd shut them down. You'd shut them down. You'd never work with them again. Thanks so much, Tara. Best of luck. Let's keep in touch. I really appreciate you being here today. Uh, God bless in all you do. Appreciate it. We'll be back Monday on The Joe Hoff Show.